Don't be that guy who loses out on a girl because his bed screams, I can't take care of myself and live like a teenager. Step it up and get a bed that all women want to spend days in, cuddling, having sex, and just being with you. Go to casper.com slash askwomen and get $50 towards any mattress purchase. All you have to do is go to casper.com slash askwomen and use the promo code askwomen and you'll get $50 off immediately. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Welcome to the Ask Women podcast, where you get real advice straight from the source. I'm Kristen Carney, one of your hosts, a comedian, etc. Follow me on Twitter at Kristen Carney. I'm here, of course, with Marnie Kinris. She is a relationship expert, owner of the Wing Girl Method, as you all know. Um, we have our voice of man in studio with us today. He's a very great uh, dating coach, and he's from Love Systems, Nick Savoy. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Cool. Yes, you are very serious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like I told to Nick one. before we started, you're, you seem very serious, and I think you are... Thanks for having me. Was very serious, so I think I was correct. Yeah. Okay. So far, so good. So yeah. far, so good. <laughs> Everybody's loved in this room. And well, then I, in the second half of the show, yeah. um, we've got. So we're all like men, 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 right? So today we have Miss Gross, Linda Gross, who has interviewed twenty thousand. Yeah. Men, right? Okay. And she'll be on the second half of the show, and you can find her book called Mastering Women. Which yeah, I think will be mastering women—the definitive guide to understanding and being effective with women. Okay, and she she's the Linda Gross is the man's advocate. Okay, and gets you to master women. And I I was given her information. I was given a lot of women's information of like di- a whole bunch of different experts, and uh, she stood stood out to me the most. And I was most fascinated by her content and the things that she talks about. So I'm really excited to have her on the show and ask her questions about what she learned after interviewing twenty thousand men uh, in, in research for her recent book. But Nick, Nick, I actually met when I first started the wing girl method. I think it was even called like icebreaker dating best back then. But I met you 10 years. Did I meet you through Ross Jeffries? Is that how I met you? I don't think so. But I definitely remember it was a long time ago. Yeah, a very long time ago. And we're very different people now have a lot of uh, crazy things going on. But we still, uh, at least I am, I know you are as well. Um, We're still on this mission to help men really understand and attract women. And I want to talk about a recent article that I was forwarded that is called The Most Powerful Law of Attraction. A study uncovers the best way to get someone interested. And so this study was looking at uh, the reciprocity principle. So the reciprocity principle is the belief that people like people who like them. And that's the foundation for attraction. That's what many people build a lot of their systems and programs off of is that people like people who like them. But um, this recent study... Uh, which was conducted by Erin Whitchurch and her colleague, conducted a study of 47 female undergraduates to find out whether or not this was true. Each woman was told that several male students... Oh, sorry. To to find out if the reciprocity principle still held true. And what they wanted to compare it to was situations where they encountered men who obviously didn't like them, Mm -hmm. and they encountered men who potentially could like them. They were uncertain as to whether or not they liked them. And then they encountered men who liked them, for sure. It was, it was obvious that they liked them. And what was actually found from this study that, hold on. Uh, that women liked the people that didn't really like them. The researchers because we're found. All insecure and out of our minds. The researchers found evidence of the reciprocity principle. Women liked the men more when they were led to believe that the men liked them a lot compared to when they thought the men liked them on an average amount. Women in the uncertain condition, however, were the most attracted to the men. Women also reported thinking about the men the most 
in the uncertain condition, and there was tentative evidence that the effect of uncertainty on attraction was explained by the frequency of their thoughts. In other words, it wasn't the uncertainty per se that made the men attractive, but the thoughts it induced. So basically, this is saying that women are most attracted to men that they're not sure if they like them. What do you think about that, Nick? Well, first of all, let's take a step back. Um, this is one of, you know, you get millions of these pseudo-scientific studies. And all you needed to tell me about this one is that they interviewed 47, 47 university right. students. <laughs> yeah. I can't count how many times, like, we get, you know, these breathless studies, you know, show up in my inbox on, well, you know, women, there's one that I, I took aim at in my last book on that women should wear 40% skin when they go out. And that's how they're going to get approached the most. And that – you start to dive into that. Other compl- people's skin or their own no, skin? No, skin. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, that makes sense. How much skin they should show. And it's ludicrous <laughs> when you start to get into it because it's like, well, how do you – what's 40 percent? Well, a shoulder's five, an arm is ten. <laughs> and then nobody bothered to check, well, maybe the women that are more comfortable showing skin – are more attractive and Absolutely. come off as more confident. If they maybe have like really large noses or something, that's going to be extra skin. That right, really exactly. Some people for. are at an advantage. Yes. They don't so have to show you, not fair. Yeah. You get these, these so-called scientific studies and they're pretty meaningless. And they're meaningless for another reason too, which is when you get, just psychologically, you get a group of people together and you ask, hey, in a dating situation, would you be attracted to this person or do you like this person or so on? Guess what? That's not the part of the brain that actually makes those decisions. It is impossible for you. We cannot even predict as consumers what kind of soap we want to buy. This is why focus groups are dying out. Yeah, we're the worst. Focus groups gave us New Coke, the Ford Edsel, um, all sorts of like ridiculous things. (laughs) Exactly. I'm that old. If we cannot even predict what brand of soap we want to buy, how are we supposed to predict what type of person we're going to be attracted to when – even like the science of attraction is still so unknown and most people like barely know how they're how they're going to act in different situations let alone predict that in advance so i'd say wipe it clean yeah like let's let's wipe that study clean if you want to ask about like hey do women tend to respond better to guys where there's uncertainty versus a guy who comes up and it's like, oh, my God, I love you. Please, please let me marry you. Yes, of course. Okay. Um, and there's a lot of good, intelligent reasons for that that don't require a, a study of 47 reasonably identical college students. Because you know, college students are going to, you know, similar age, similar background, right. probably all at the same college. Um, There's so, probably community right. college students too, yeah. right? which you definitely can't trust. <laughs> yeah, and I, I understand why you do this. I mean, it's a shorthand. Maybe you don't have the money to, to Sounds interview. like a really lazy study. It does to me. Yeah, 47? It does. At least really, you couldn't at least go to 50? But it was in Psychology Today. That's 47? the whole thing. It, like, I can't even get an article in Psychology Today, and I wow. have way more people telling me Well, their what peers like should really like. review that and say, eh. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, t- every, so then you tell yeah, us what, not everything what is, is right. I mean, a lot of the stuff in Psychology Today is great. I mean, they last fall, they actually did a big investigation of love systems and it came love systems came out with flying colors which is nice to see because anybody in the world can make, can say they're a dating coach you put up a website in a couple hours you know you get some some testimonials on there and you're done um, what I like about love systems is we have a little bit more rigor than this and that comes from a couple of places one we get endorsed we put our stuff to the test with people that cannot be bought so you can't buy psychology today uh, Tyra banks endorsed our stuff you cannot by Tyra Banks' endorsement. And what Tyra Banks says is true. Yes. Well, what I really liked about what Tyra Banks said was, I mean, our audience for Love Systems is not Tyra Banks' audience. But Tyra Banks was willing to go in front of her own studio audience and say, hey, if you're a single guy who needs help with your love life, you may want to go to Love Systems and it'll be worth every penny. That to me says, one, you know, she knows it's successful. I mean, she saw that from when we trained her intern on Hidden Camera. But number two, that it's not sleazy or weird or sexist or misogynist how we're approaching stuff because otherwise Tyra Banks wouldn't get behind it. So that kind of stuff I find really rewarding. So not everything in psychology today is crap, but I mean, I guess there are some things that they do publish. Right. Well, so tell us some some of the teachings from Love System. Like, yeah, go on. Sure. As, you know, as a woman, you know that if a guy comes up to you and he's already sold on you, something is weird. Something is off. And there's a couple of reasons for this. Psychologically, people value what they have to work for. 
that applies just as much in dating to job interviews. Fratern- Why are fraternity initiation rituals right. so bizarre? Because they make – if you go through all of that stuff, your brain wants to believe it was worth it. Otherwise, why did you do that? Right. Um, companies do this. They make the job uh, recruiting process complicated. And it applies in dating too. If it's too easy, people wonder if it was worthwhile. So that applies to men and women. You need to be a little bit of a challenge. And certainly as a man, women like to flirt. And flirting is a fun game and they want to play. So if you're not a challenge at all, if there's no tension involved, then there's just no excitement. Well, what does that mean to be a challenge? Like how can you be challenging without being an asshole or without being too much of a challenge? Well, it's, it's a matter of degree. So there's there's a matter of like, you know, on one extreme you go up to a woman and you say, oh, I love you. Let me take, you know, let me marry you, take you home. I've already told my mom about you. Which if you tell, if you say that in kind of an ironic tone of voice, it can be kind of funny. Yeah. Um, or there's the other of like, oh, you're, I'm, you know, you'd never be up to my standards. I hate you. I mean, there's no point in doing that. Just and and women can also tell that if a guy comes in with that kind of attitude, and I'm I'm exaggerating for effect, right. but the attitude, oh, you're you're such a bitch. That's what you know, for lack of a better word, low value guys say when they're around attractive women or women that where they feel the value gap. Um, guys have one of two things: they'll either put her up on a pedestal, oh, you're so amazing, or they'll just try to reject her first. Yeah. So it's all ego protection stuff. So what's much better to do is to mirror what actually what, – and again, I'm using sort of shorthand here. But what, what does a high-value guy actually do out in the wild? And that's what Love Systems is all about is we you know, we reverse-engineered what so-called naturals did for years and years. We so what do down. naturals do? So if you meet – if you're a naturally successful guy and you've got a lot going for you and you see a woman that you're interested in, you're not going to be shy about expressing your interest. Hey – you look interesting. I'd love to get to know you or I'd love to see what you got, you know, what you have going for you. You're interested, but the game isn't won. So you're coming from this from a standpoint of, yeah, you know, I was curious enough to come over and talk to you and let's see what you've got going for you. And you can tease and joke around, you know, take everything so seriously. You don't talk to a woman like you're trying to defuse a bomb. You know, these are all the types of things that, you know, that guys do when they're learning this kind of stuff. But when you start to become successful and you develop confidence and you're using all, you know, the love systems building blocks to be able to be successful with women, you'll find yourself becoming also a lot more natural and you won't even think about these things as much. One of the things that, you know, to to go off on on a tangent here, one of the things that people ask me about is like, how important is confidence? And for a guy. And confidence is both completely important and completely irrelevant, I'll explain why. There's no woman in the world who can tell whether a man is genuinely confident. What you can tell is whether a guy has his shoulders back, whether he talks in a measured pace, how he reacts to challenging things that you might say, whether he fidgets a lot, whether he, you know, is, is uh, how far apart his feet are and so on and so forth. There's, there's millions of things. And you're not even consciously processing right. them. It just adds up. This guy's confident. This guy's shaky and so on. Well, you can work on yourself to become confident. Or you can figure out how to come across as confident. And if you figure out how to come across as confident, you'll start to get some success. And that will lead to real confidence. So how you actually acquire this stuff, whether you come outside in or inside out, doesn't really matter. What's important is that you know what you're doing and you go towards your goals. Oh, I love that. Okay, good response. I don't even have any follow-up questions <laughs> for that. Do you? No. no well, I, I went on for so long that I probably, no, I probably ate all the your follow-up questions as you were now. going. No, that was a very, very good description because I, I like how you broke it down. I, ho- I Especially when you said, you know, there's there's real confidence or confidence is really important and it's very unimportant because at the end of the day, um, did you ever watch that Amy Cuddy video that was on her TED Talk about faking it till yeah, you yeah. become it? Yeah. Like I, I think that that is absolutely true. Like it doesn't matter which way you get to there. You are faking it until you become it because then you actually become it. It becomes a part of you. Um, but you're right. Those are the things that women do notice for a low-value man. Mm-hmm. They see a guy who has his shoulders shrugged, who's not making eye contact, who's fidgeting uh, with everything, who's not able to banter back with them, who who crumbles as soon as she makes some sort of bantery statement yes. that may be too abrasive for him. Those are unattractive things to a woman. And but I want to ask you, why do women do those those things? Like why why do women I don't want to call it testing because I hate the word testing. I don't think that women are manip- manipulatively out there testing men. But why do women um, want to get a reaction out of men? Why do they put that out there? It's because they're all bitches. 
No, I mean, <laughs> and that's a classic, you know, that would be what a lot of guys might think. It's actually, it's the smartest makes, thing you've said so far. Thank you. <laughs> it may, although you, know, you are damning me with faint praise. But <laughs> there are very good reasons why this is, in many ways, built into whether you want to call it deep seated cultural uh, back, baggage or background or bio, you know, evolution or biological background. But there are very good reasons why most women will do this instinctively. And it just comes from biology. I mean, from as biologically as a man, I can see everything that I need to know about a woman by looking at her for a second. I can yeah. see if she's you know young enough to, to have children, if she already has children, if she looks she's healthy enough to have children, if she's going to be able to raise them, if she seems to be in good health, blah, 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 blah. For a woman, yeah, physical features play a role. But you need to know a little – biologically, you need to know a little bit more about a man. Is he going to – you know, is he going to provide resources? Is he somebody that can provide resources? Is he somebody who will stick around? Is he somebody that has enough, you know, respect from within his group that he can manage and so forth? And you can't – you can get signals about this stuff from looking at a guy. But you'll often need to talk to a guy a little bit to see – you know, and it's not for very long. Um, one of the things that I talked about in, in my last book for women, and I know the, you know, the audience here is, is for men, um, but it's kind of interesting is that how a lot of the women's strategies end up being self-defeating, um, and, and we could talk about that. But as a woman, you need to talk to a guy for a certain amount of time, but you can't – you don't have time to talk five hours to every guy that looks at you. So – you evolve shorthand or, or shortcuts. So there's nothing, for example, there's nothing inherently attractive about a guy that has his shoulders back. I mean, I don't think a guy looks any better with his shoulders back than shoulders forward, but shoulders back tends to reflect confidence. Confidence tends to reflect someone who's got things to be confident about. And so use Bringing this Bringing them closer to resources. So, yeah, so rather than find out, you know, and guys have been lying to women uh, to try to impress them since time began, but body language lies a lot less. So that's why women will go for that kind of thing. Why will a woman test? Well, it's just, it's just taking that another step. Okay, this guy's, you know, says he's an Olympic athlete and, you know, he's CEO of five different companies and, you know, you go to, to this place and that place and knows all of these people. Um but when a woman sort of says something to throw him off, like, oh, why don't you have a girlfriend? And he just starts stuttering and, and you know, reduced to tears. Well, stuff doesn't add up. Right. And if there's one instinct that most women possess in the dating market, it's a sense of when things don't add up. Yeah, consistency. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and so that's where these tests come from. I love it. Again, concise answer. You're a very good interview. But now I have no other follow-up questions. This is perfect. So on our second half of our show, um, we have Linda Gross on the show. And as I said before, she is the man's advocate. So I want to hear what she has to say about these things that we discussed as well. Um, So once we get back from this break, we are going to have Linda on the show. Hey you, this is Marnie, and thanks for listening to the Ask Women podcast. Hey, do me a favor. Take a quick moment to give us some feedback on our iTunes page. We'd really love to know what you think of us. And also, give us five stars, just because. We need a new intro because there is no intro right now. Basically, it's just you depressingly opening up the show. So um, we would love to have a new intro for our show, and we want to have the people who listen to our show possibly help us create that new intro. So here is what I wanted to announce, that starting today until the very end of June, we are going to have an open contest where you can send us raps or songs or whatever the hell you want that you think would be the best intro for our show. I want you to upload them to YouTube or whatever format you can upload, whatever you're going to create, upload it to YouTube again or anywhere else, um, and then tweet it out to at Ask Women Podcast, hashtag Ask Women Podcast intro. And by the end of June, hopefully we'll have at least four submissions. And I have a feeling we're going to get a few fart noises. <laughs> yeah. and that's going to be about it. <laughs> and then we will decide at the very end of June if we like one of them, uh, if that new intro or that new whatever you put out there will be the new intro for our show. So again, upload it wherever you're going to upload it to and then send it out, tweet it out to us at Ask Women Podcast and then hashtag Ask Women Podcast intro. This is how we get free things. Right, exactly. I'm really excited to see what people come up with. So we're putting it on you guys. I'm scared. Yes. I'm not actually scared. I'm really excited. I think our everybody who listens to our show is awesome, or at least from what I believe in my own mind, they're awesome. Um, but please do that. Upload it. Send it to us. Hashtag it. And then at the end of June, we will decide 
who wins and gets to be our new intro for our show. Or we might say, fuck all of you. We hate these. Nothing's happening. We're keeping it as is. Um, but yeah, it, the contest is starting Come on, more now. than one submission. Yeah, exactly. More, although I do love that rap, but if we could get at least one more, that'd be, <laughs> be awesome. really amazing. To choose from. All right, guys, it's up to you. Please start sending your submissions now. Again, end of June is when we are ending it and then making our final decision. Cool. When I first met my boyfriend, he had a crappy old mattress on the floor. It was gross, but I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he was Asian in a past life. But as hard as I tried, nothing could help me get over how much I hated that mattress. At the time, he wasn't making much money and mattresses are expensive, so I let it slide. But I kept thinking if only he had a good bed, he'd be perfect. Don't let a potential partner get away because you didn't have a nice place to sleep. Casper is an online mattress retailer with mattresses so much cheaper than ones in stores with twin mattresses starting at $550 and king mattresses at only $950. It's insane. It's crazy because you can actually get all of this just online. I know ordering a mattress online seems kind of weird, but if you think about it, testing out a mattress in store doesn't tell you much because you're probably in tight jeans and a salesman staring at you. But with Casper, they have a super easy 100 day return policy so you can try it out at home. If you're in the market for a new mattress or even if you're not, once you go to casper.com slash askwomen, you might be. So go to casper.com slash askwomen and start shopping with promo code askwomen. That's casper.com slash askwomen and make sure to use our name so they know we sent you. Thanks for helping us stay on the air. I'm doing the intro. This is so exciting. I've never actually done this before. Um, But we are back. I've never done the second half intro. No, I always say you do it, you do it. I don't know how to do it. I guess Scared. I made you do it a few okay, times. Okay, well then I totally forget <laughs> about this. But we are back with Nick Savoy of Love Systems, which he's mentioned several times in the first half of the show <laughs> that he's with Love Systems. Uh, what company are you with? Here? Um, and we have Linda Gross on the show with us, the men's advocate, getting you to master women. And she wrote a book called Mastering Women, The De- uh, Definitive Guide to Understanding and Being Effective with Women, where she interviewed 20,000 men. I want to hear now more. That's, of- see, now that's a study. We had right, exactly. 47 people or 20,000. Exactly. I could have stopped at 500, but I kept going. Why no, because a- after 500, I thought, "Oh my god, I'm getting the same answers back on the same questions that I that I asked." So yeah. I'm like, "Let's see if this holds out to 1,000." Right. And then after 1,000, it's like, "Oh my gosh, I have something going on here. I have to write a book." But I kept going because it was so much fun and so engaging and so enjoyable and plus I was helping so many people, so many thousands of men, that it was just my joy and pleasure to help break men out of their cycles and get them to be successful with with women. I love that. So what what were you trying to find from these men? What questions were you asking? What what was the survey? Well, I started to write the book on my own, and I got to about the sixth or seventh chapter, and I threw it in the trash. I said, no one wants to hear me get on a soapbox and start writing about this stuff. Let me take it to the quote-unquote quote, man on the street. And today's man on the street, obviously, is the internet. So I had a series of uh, questionnaires. It wasn't the same questionnaire for every person. I tailor-made the questionnaires based on what he came to the table with. So if he sent me an email and he was writing about, you know, I have a fear or a roadblock or a problem or a headache or I can't get over, um, you know, the divorce or can't get over the past girlfriend or what whatever his issue w- was, that's where I started. That's That's where my advice started. And when I got the same types of questions again and again and again, if I thought that it had universal appeal, I would um, respond anonymously. I would never, you know, call them out publicly, respond anonymously and post it on a blog. And after a few months of that, I just got thousands of people write to me, say, oh, my God, your advice is so good. You have to turn this into a book. So that's, that's what awesome. I did. And uh, Nick, as you were saying earlier, a lot of the professors who haven't you know, been on the street ever, I have the luxury that recently I came out of a long marriage and I was on the dating scene myself. So I got to experience the flip side of that about what it means to date and online date today. So, um, you know, and, and I, and I, 
pay close attention to what was making the two or three percent of the men who were successful, what was making them get through? What were their qualities? So I started, so, so I started doing more research on that. And I had a lot of men who came to me who said, actually, my book is based on four qualities. That's all you need. Four qualities that will win over any woman, any time, for any reason. So if you want to date the woman just as a one-night stand, or if you're looking for your forever girl, if you have these following four qualities, you're going to win her over. So... Um, yeah, so that's 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 where the the book took me. Okay. So basically, for for gentlemen who don't have those qualities, I teach them how to get those qualities. So what are the qualities? Well, first and foremost is confidence. We need confidence like we need air. So it's not necessarily that we like the tats and the bad boys and the guys who ride the bikes, and it's not that. It's just that that type of man has that confidence factor that we want. So it's not the tat that we're going after. We're going after, is this guy going to stand up to me? And we like that because at the end of the day, we are bio, we as women are biologically programmed to seek out men who will have our back. So in the event of a danger, meaning there's a weather danger like a tsunami or perhaps there's a fire or a bomb threat or something that's like really serious like that, in general, Mother Nature has made, made men bigger, badder, stronger, faster than we are for a reason, and that's to pull the women and children out of danger. So that's why we go for the guys with the tats. I mean, can we leave the tats alone? Can we leave the bad boy behaviors alone? Of course we can. And it seems like today's average guy that doesn't have that edge doesn't have the confidence quality. Right. That's not going to work for us. So well, you're, you're saying something similar to what Nick was saying in the first half of the show. It's, it's a way for us to quickly screen because we don't have time to, you know, talk to 20,000 men like you did. Yeah. We have time to quickly do a scan of the room or have, you know, certain guys come up and approach us and be able to screen them for signs that they are one of these qualities, which is confidence. Right. And unfortunately, you know, women do men a great disservice by saying things like, oh, we want a sensitive man. We want a guy that cries at the movie. And meanwhile, two seconds later, she's in the bathroom with her girlfriends, bad-mouthing how this guy just cried or ex- yeah, this exhibited sensitivity. Yeah, exactly. And so, like I say, it goes back to biology, goes back to nature. Yes, you can hold our purse while we're in the dressing room. But so what? You when there's smack a my bomb, ass with when, it. exactly when there's a bomb threat, we don't want you, you know, diving under the clothes while we're trying to get out of the building. Yeah. You know, so that's the the confidence gene is very important, and I teach men how to get the confidence for real. That's okay. so so interesting. You say that. I mean, we 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 have eight, uh, but confidence is confidence is also one of them. But what you're saying about the holding the bag, yeah. That kind of stuff, when I when guys ask me how to interpret what women say about that, it's true, but it's true once you've already covered everything else. Right. So yes. the guy that, you know, can stand up to her and for her, and I think those are two different things, and they're right. both important. Um, the guy that can do that, that can take care of his shit, that can take care of her and so on, and is regarded as being a confident guy and a strong guy, but that he can be – Every once in a while, when appropriate, vulnerable to her and just to her in an appropriate situation, that can be extremely attractive to Absolutely. a woman. Absolutely. And I do and I do recommend in my book there is a timetable for that. So you have and it's to it's not on the first you date. Have to, you have to you absolutely Let me not take on your the purse. first date. Yeah. You have to check off that confidence gene yeah. first. So I'm not saying never be vulnerable or sensitive, but but let it wait 90 days, at least 90 I mean, days. She's got to know that the confidence gene is there first. Once that biological need is met, then, like you say, when appropriate, I don't want you to cry every day, but, you know, if the circumstance calls it for it, then it's okay. Then it's it, then it becomes endearing. Then I can tolerate you being a pussy. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Well, let's hear the other qualities. The other qualities are um, 
number two is connect with her. So what that means is you have to find something in common. Your your roads have to overlap. So if you're in a, you know, crowded restaurant or what have you, and you see this great looking girl, before you walk up and, and go over to her, find something in common to talk about. Don't say, oh, you look pretty, like we've heard that a thousand times. You know, f- say something like, you know, oh, I see that you're trying the onion rings. I had those last week. And how do and you like me horrible shit so (laughs) right or um you know have you heard this band before and start talking about the band so find something that's an icebreaker that that puts the two of you in in common circumstances because what that means is she will gravitate towards you because it's mirroring because you have you're taking an interest and you're finding a common interest and you're not using the regular pickup lines um, that don't work by the way uh, you know you're not using the regular lines to catch her attention and it's not threatening you know it's like when you're starting to talk about her body and this and that um, you know those types of things can be threatening you could be a stalker you could be a creep whatever and it's, it's just completely unoriginal yeah, yeah. and it's unoriginal about, right i want to hear what nick thinks about that yeah i mean obviously having things in common is is important and that's before people really started thinking about like a structured way of, of approaching women that you know get some consistency guys would talk about getting lucky and a lot of the times getting lucky would mean you would stumble upon a com- commonality like you both worked at the same place or you're from the same hometown or you both had the same major in college or whatever having that commonality is important and I don't I don't disagree with what's being said in our methodology we would usually go and try to get attraction first before searching for those commonalities because the av- most of the time if you go up to a woman like oh you know where'd you go to school where are you from what do you do those questions first of all are repetitive they get boring very quickly they communicate nothing about you and if she's not attracted to you from your body language or how you're dressed or how you're talking or your your persona or what she's preserved about you before she's unlikely to go down that road so we'll usually tell a guy to go up and joke around with her for a couple of minutes and we you know we've got a whole system on on how you do that get a little bit of attraction going and then start with a commonality. So I don't disagree with – it's more of a sequencing thing, and it may even be a matter of preference. So I don't disagree with what's being said. We would do it in, in the opposite order. And I'm not saying to play 20 questions because yeah. no. that doesn't work either. I mean, she's not, you know. <laughs> I think you're saying looking for a common ground to start a conversation over. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, and that's and that's good if you've, you know, if, if you've got one. And, Which or can, if you can lead think to of joking one. and things of that nature. Absolutely. What we try to avoid guys doing is because when we'll, we're taking, you know, five or six guys out to a bar or a club and we're actually teaching this stuff live. And what we don't want to have happen is a guy goes over to approach a woman and her friends and he doesn't know what to say. And he's just coming up with, well, um, do you come here often? Uh. I love this place. <laughs> and you sort of default to that. So we, I won't anymore. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That would be a good answer to that. Um, so what we try to do is we try to take out the necessity for guys of having to come up with something to say that's clever and interesting on the spot. And we give guys default things to say. They're not necessarily pickup lines, but they're ways of, of starting conversations. For and example? Then, um you know, from the and, – and it'll range. You can go very direct and say, hey, I thought I thought you were really attractive and I wanted to come over and, and see – find out more about you, see what you have going for you. Um, that's a very direct way of doing it. You can be also extremely indirect where you're like um, – you could just ask – there's a classic Love Systems opinion opener where you just ask her a question. Say like, oh, you know, my buddy over there, we're planning – actually, that one's, that one's kind of lame. But say like, um, is it cool to break up with somebody by text message? You know, my buddy and I were just arguing about this. And then, you know, you'll have some kind of story behind it or whatever. And it gets into something. It can lead into teasing. And it's different and it's original and so on. Or, you know, we're planning a party for this guy. What do you think? 80s theme, jungle theme. Uh, do drunk I love yous count? As long as it's something that you're saying as if it's a real situation that you're just asking somebody spontaneously for their advice uh, or to, to, to settle a bet, then you can ask just about anything. It really doesn't matter because whatever you start with, you're going to want to get off that topic within a minute or so so you can start talking about your commonalities and, and – bringing things forward. Well, I love that. It sounds like you you are both saying very sim- similar things. What what Nick is saying, and I think you would advise this as well because confidence was the number one quality that you listed, is that um, you're advising men to take the lead in providing 
ways that you can potentially connect. What I find is that when a lot of men approach women, they just throw out questions at them to try to get them to open up. Or they're like, what are you going to connect on? What are we going to open up and talk about? I'm not advocating that. No, no, no. no, Oh, no, I'm not saying that. But I'm saying (laughs) that that's what men tend to do. And I like that what you're saying, which is what I say to the guys as well, is, you know, you take the lead and be a leader and show her how you open up. And then and then say, what do you latch on to? And then, then you can find ways to conversation threads that you can actually have a connection. Which So I, I love everything that's being said. Number three. Number three is caring. Okay. You have to give a rip. If you don't give a rip, she's not your right girl. Move on. So you have to care. You have to – I feel like you have to have, have a, like a sense have, of like if she was your mom type of respect for her. No, if you're interested. No. no, no, no. What I'm saying is, we've had people in here who are like, like dudes who are like, oh, I sleep with this girl, sleep with that girl, and then there's something different about that girl that you really know is for you. And I'm saying it's like a respect, like your mother, where like you wouldn't want to just be mean to her and date her just to date her and let her go away. Uh, I, I, I see you know what, what I mean. you're saying. She's not saying sleep with your mother. Uh, She's uh, not at all. That's <laughs> retarded. She, yeah, that. she's saying like it's it's like. You, well, we you have a different on the sense. show. If there's like flim, fl- like just sh- slutty girls, slutty girls, slutty girls, and all of a sudden you meet the girl where you're like, oh, I would want to do more than have sex with her, then you get a respect quality of like your sister or your mom where you wouldn't want to hurt her is all I'm saying. And you're looking at me like really confused. I think it makes sense. <laughs> I, I respectfully I'm not, disagree. I'm not seeing it. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I'm going to, at the risk of pissing off the women listeners out there, I oh, would there say, I would, oh, good. <laughs> I would say a lot of moms raise their sons to say, you must respect women. I don't believe in that. No. I, I think, okay. I think you should treat a woman neutrally with neutrality respect is not given respect is earned so that person whether it's you know your boss or a coworker or employee or whoever it is or a potential girl date um, you don't just automatically respect her that's like ridiculous you know you will you will wait and see and you will see if she you know meets a few checkpoints that that you've got for yourself and then with time you will respect her yeah. but and that's to, not to say but, that you would disrespect them no I'm saying be Neutral. Come in neutral. So don't give her like this added respect, unearned respect. Let's call it that. Don't give her that without checking things out first. Yeah, I I completely agree with with everything you just said, including, I mean, a lot of our clients at Love Systems come from single moms. And and as I was raised by a single mom, you know, no, it's not a problem with that. But one of the things that a lot of these guys lack is a male role model that you know, work that, that is attractive to women. And your relationship with your mom is not a good pattern for your dating life going forward. I, that's not at all what I was saying. I, oh, I know. You, you guys I know. misunderstood what I was saying. No, no, yeah. I, 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 I get what you're she... saying. I'm going, on, I'm going on a different path now. That your relationship with your mom is not necessarily a good model for when you're approaching this the dating model. And I don't think most guys think that way. It's like, oh, well, I would have done this with my mom. But... A lot of guys do have that kind of those behaviors in their head. Those are either approval seeking, especially approval seeking behaviors. Yeah. You um, want to please mom. Exactly. And that, that can be counterproductive. Though I, I do get what was being said before about, you know, there is, and that can actually be very attractive to women too. I mean, for the guy that, you know, I'm not going to pretend, I won't get away with pretending that, wow, you're the first girl I've ever dated or the first girl, you know, I, it's documented online for the last 10 years, for God's sake. But what I can say is that I've met a ton of women, you know, I've really, I've done my research, um, and that you are special to me because of this, this, and this. And, you know, that can get the same kind of message across. Yeah, well, absolutely. That's exactly what Linda was saying as yeah. well. The fact that you have to have this, this, and this. And that's something that you learn by having confidence and getting the time to actually connect with somebody. When you connect, you figure out whether or not you have both sides have yeah. those things. And that's how I think both both parties should approach dating where you're not already won over by this woman because she's pretty, has big breasts and a smile. Exactly. Um, what's what's the fourth one? Yeah, the, the you are special to me. You don't have to necessarily uh, say those words, but in your head, that's second to, to what I call second C. It's the second tenet is uh, connect by connecting with her. So there is something that you have found special with her that you're going to take the extra time and energy to make that connection. 
So agreed, agreed on that. Okay. And then lastly, you know, I had a lot of guys write to me to say, how can these four uh, tips work for like everybody? Aren't all women different? Aren't women complicated? Aren't women this and that and the other? And I do have a degree from UCLA in psychology. And to that question, I stripped it all the way back to 10,000 years ago. Like how did, you know, the the people from 10,000 years ago do it? And what I found was that these four behaviors are consistent, you know, throughout time. So the cool thing about the guy with the the, the bikes, the bike and the tat and whatever, is they tend to have, um, I, I call them the four C's, my tenants, they tend to have the second C and the third C, connect with her and caring, but they do it disingenuously. So it does work. It does work for a little while. Um, it'll probably work for about three months. After that, it's not going to work for good. So the way depending that you, on the woman that they're with, if they are yeah, with women who are quite insecure, who are quality women, right? Yeah. So um, you can snow them. You can snow these women for a little while. And f- for those men, I call them having uh, fake confidence. Fake confidence is cockiness and arrogance. Mm-hmm. So you have to. In my book, I teach the guys how to get the confidence for. So, you know, if you're trying to, you know, be a speaker and go on stage, yes, there's a certain point where you have to fake it till you make it and keep doing it. But you have to practice your craft until you're comfortable with being on the stage. The same hold true, holds true a little bit with women, but I don't teach that method. I know a lot of... Uh, male dating coaches do teach that method. I don't. So what I do instead is teach you the confidence for real. And teaching you the confidence for real, which brings me to the fourth C, which is what I call character. So what that means is... I'm going to ask you to put the woman aside because it has nothing to do with practicing on her. You have to have something that totally like gets you going in the morning. And that could be your job, could be a hobby, could be a passion, could be endeavor, could be how great you are at a particular sport or an activity. What turns you on? What turns you on? So find something that fits in that category and practice it every day. So if your job is to be the best golfer out there, practice that craft. So then when you approach women, guess what? The golf swing, when you hit that golf swing and you hear the smack, you don't even have to watch where the ball is going. You can just hear the way you've smacked the ball, whether it's going to be a good shot or not. That is the confidence that will spill over to women. I just went to the driving range last week. I smacked it every time, went behind me. It was I played a full golf game for the first time in my life really? this weekend. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe yeah. we were at the same course. We're so fancy. Look at us. It probably wasn't the same. Oh, I felt so horrible. I'm horrible at golf. Anyway, I completely agree with you. These are, I love the four C's. I think they're absolutely fantastic. I want you guys um, to answer some questions that we have from our listeners if you are comfortable with that. Of course. Okay, cool. I am a 35-year-old, highly educated single professional in Los Angeles, and one of my strategies to meet women has been speed dating events. I have literally attended about two dozen speed dating events over the past year with various different companies. Sometimes the events go well. Um, and I get matched, and other times I do not get any matches. While I realize I have nothing in common with the vast majority of the women I will go on many dates with, there are always a few women who I do feel I connect with. I am an excellent conversationalist, so finding something to talk about is not a problem by any means. However, the challenge is that you only have anywhere from five to eight minutes, depending on the company event, to make a favorable enough impression that the woman will want to select you. At the end of the night, even worse, if the event is disorganized, and many of the events are, you might even have less time with each person you are meeting. With this said, any thoughts, suggestions on how to approach speed dating events in order to maximize the number of matches you will receive? Secondly, what are the best conversation topics which allow you to build an immediate connection? I have found the best singles events to attend are speed dating and match.com mixers. Uh, thank you very much in advance for reading my email. Kevin from Los Angeles. So the first question was, any thoughts, suggestions on how to approach speed dating events in order to maximize the number of matches you will receive? I, I can take that one. Yeah. And it's, I mean, we we did a little study on that uh, a few years ago where we, we sent our instructors and clients down to a bunch of different speed dating events to see if they were worthwhile and to develop a strategy for it. Uh, what we found, in general, we found that quality wasn't necessarily there. Now, if your listener was you know, is finding women that he's attracted to, that's great. Uh, what we generally found is that your average night 
pretty much doing anything else uh, is going to put you in the path of, of more um, women that uh, probably have more options than at your average speed dating event. So there's really? that. Yeah. In general. I mean, that, there's always but exceptions. But this is, this is, again, a skewed study of only Los Angeles-based your clients or your, right. your writers oh, he's in Los LA. Angeles. Right. But still, but I'm saying from your results, just yeah, yeah. No, put for a sure. disclaimer out there. For sure. Um, the second thing is the speed at speed to succeed at speed dating, it's really not just about those five to eight minute segments. To hack speed dating, show up there a little bit early. That's when you can talk to people. And that, and you're going to make a far more positive impression with you know some woman that's waiting for speed dating to start, and you have you can have a casual, interesting, fun conversation with them, and then when you go talk to them for five to eight minutes, you're continuing that conversation, and then afterwards, there's no law that says that when the speed dating session ends, you immediately march to your car without talking to anybody and go home. You're all still there. I mean, this is something that I always try to get across to clients, like when they're. Uh, you know, getting phone numbers and wanting to go on dates with a woman. And it's a classic mistake. And I'm sorry I'm going off on a bit of a tangent no, here. You can edit this out later. But, no, no. Um, I, I it's a classic it. mistake that a guy goes up, is talking to a girl. It's going well for five minutes, ten minutes. Okay, let me get your number. Awesome. And then wanders off. And bolts, yeah. And then, you know, he's standing at one end of the restaurant. She's at the other end of the restaurant. And then when he calls her or texts her, it's going to go absolutely nowhere. Because... If they have so much in common that they should get together again and talk more, why, why the heck now? aren't they talking more right now? You're yep. here. I mean, you don't have to drive an hour and, and, and align schedules and do all that stuff. And that actually expresses a little bit of, back to confidence, lack of confidence on a guy's mind. Because to in a guy's mind, he's got a phone number. He wants to lock in that game. It doesn't actually – you can't actually lock that in, but that's what's going on in his head. Right. He wants to lock that in. He doesn't want to fuck with that phone number. He's got that. That's in the bank. Mm-hmm. But it's not. Right. He um, needs the other Cs so that he can actually solidify her answering the phone when he calls. So, to yeah, to, to, be, to make a long answer short, the important part of speed dating is actually before it begins and after it ends. Perfect. I love that. I personally, before I got married again for the second time, went on many speed datings myself. And um, I, I for myself, realized like what's going to make me connect with this guy. And when I did the bathroom talk with the ladies who were participants <laughs> to find out what, you know, out of the 15 guys, you know, did anybody float your boat? What was your deal? So I kind of like quasi interviewed them as well. And it all boiled down to second C. You have to make that connection. Like one girl said, after this, he, he happened to ask, what are you doing after this? And she says, oh, I'm going over here to the mall because my grandma broke her favorite, one of the pieces of her tea set, and I have to see if I can, you know, find a replacement. And the guy was very helpful on how to find that replacement set. Like, if you can't find it across the street, here's what to do. And because he made that connection, that's what stood out in her mind. Right. So from a woman's point of view, those five to eight minutes are critical. A woman will know if you are date worthy within 5 to 15 minutes. So don't discount the importance of those 5 to 15 oh, minutes. I wasn't I wasn't meaning to imply that those <laughs> yeah. aren't important, just that yeah. it's even the, the time before and after, yeah. I would say. Take yeah. advantage of it. Yeah. Right, exactly. I mean, for a guy in general, um, guys are a little slower than we are. It usually takes 90 days for a guy to know whether you're the right girl or not. But um, I do agree. Um, take, take as much advantage as you can the before before and after time, but during those five minutes, find some way to be on the same page. Find one topic to connect with her on. You know, whether you go to the play the same, you know, you use the same tennis racket or you, you know, you really have the same favorite restaurant or whatever it is, use those minutes finding one thing and she'll remember you because of that and will want to go on a date with you. What are some questions that you suggest guys ask during speed dating? Because a lot of the questions can become redundant and boring and bland. And even the people who are asking them are like, oh my God, you're my seventh person who I've asked this to. (laughs) So what's a way to keep it fun for for men and for women who are listening? How do they keep it fun? How can they not get bored and frustrated speed dating? Yeah. Um, Even... 
another way to second see is just to even ask about the experience itself. It's like, oh my God, you're the seventh person. Are you tired yet? You know, just kind of make it light and humorous based on that and talk about that. Like, oh my God, the previous six guys, they were so boring. And oh my gosh, I had the same experience too. And, yeah. you know, is there anyone so far that you would, you know, ask for their number and and just talk about that. So that's second C. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. The, I mean, the shared experience you're having is that you're both at a dating. Right. Thing. So you have to have some connection on your feelings about it. I I would suggest talking about that. Okay. And for the listener too, um, speed dating is one avenue out of 20 that you can go to meet girls. So don't make that your only. (laughs) What are are a few other options? (laughs) What are a few other options of ways to meet women? Uh, Of different ages? Sports. I mean, guys love to be physical. So if you're into tennis and he's into tennis, if you're into golf, he's into golf, you know, I would say some physical activity is a great way. Um, yeah, I mean, assuming you're asking beyond the obvious of yeah. like online bars, clubs, yeah. coffee shops, all that. Yeah, adult sport league, adult sports leagues are great. Yeah, um, I mean, those are. I think half the people that are signed up for them are signed up to yeah. find somebody to date um, from, from the time when uh, when I used to play kickball in San Diego. Uh, so that's that was the height of my athletic achievement. <laughs> yeah. so. Okay, right. take a class is another one. So if you're into photography, you you probably will meet somebody. You know, the thirty people that are in your class. And guess yeah. what? That's the that's the natural icebreaker. You're both into photography. Yeah, there's a thing in common. Second scene. I was talking about that I found the mecca of like <laughs> single hot women. I went to a cooking class recently, yeah. and like every woman in that class was single, was super cute, and they cook. It's like it's like the perfect Nirvana. mix of like, yeah, exactly. So men should be going there. Maybe not in the, again. My study was skewed because I only went to one sur la table class, <laughs> but. It could be a place to explore. Thank you so much, both of you, for being on the show. Uh, Nick, please tell people the company that you work for again. I forget what it's called. So you can always you can you can find me at lovesystems.com. All one word, lovesystems.com. Perfect. And Linda, please tell people, I know that you have your book, but tell them where to find you, get more information on the four C's. Absolutely. So the, the name of the book is Mastering Women. You can find that um, on ebook or uh, on, in a paperback on Amazon. My website is themensadvocate.com, themensadvocate.com. You can find me on Twitter at DT4M. That's uh, short for Dating Tips for Men. It's the number four, DT4M. And all also, for your uh, listeners, Marnie, I'm going to off- make a special offer in the next 24 hours after this broadcast. If they mention uh, your name, um, I will uh, have have the the listener buy one get one free. So buy a book for yourself, and I'll send a free copy to your friend. Oh, I like and that. The, Good and marketing, they can just email Linda. Me. Yeah. I love that. Wonderful. Thank you so much, guys, for listening to the show. Um, if you want to ask questions, write into ask at askwomenpodcast.com and hopefully we'll answer your question on the show. I'm trying to uh, answer people who have recently sent in messages as opposed to ones from 2013. <laughs> Two years ago. Um, but yes, thank you again for supporting us, listening, uh, listening to us, giving us five-star ratings on iTunes, which really, really, really help us. So thank you again for being awesome listeners. You can check out new episodes of our podcast every Thursday. They get released. You can download them or you can subscribe, which I highly suggest you do so that you don't have to remember to do it every single week. You can check out Kristen Carney on Twitter because mm-hmm. she wants you to follow her, be friends with her, and make her feel like she's an important person. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can go to my website, winggirlmethod.com uh, and... I don't want to like take away from your plug, but again, learn how to uh, attract women and get everything you want with women, whether you're single or in a relationship. And again, you guys are awesome. Thanks for listening to our show. We'll see you guys next week. advice and step-by-step instructions on how to get the girl sent right into your mailbox every single day, then sign up for your free Wing Girl Method newsletter at winggirlmethod.com slash advice. When you sign up, you'll...
When you sign up, you'll also get a free copy of my best-selling book, 10 Devastating Mistakes Men Make with Women and How to Avoid Them. Go to winggirlmethod.com slash advice and sign up now.